ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 286th ever All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. We're going to start with my bizarre story of the week, which is Jay Cutler signing with the Miami Dolphins today and deciding not to go with Fox as a broadcaster, as he intended. He had retired and was going to be in the booth Uh, for this coming year, and this, of course, all occurred after Ryan Tannehill was injured, uh, apparently out for the year, you'd have to believe so, haven't seen it officially yet, but Cutler is such a uh, fascinating character, Uh, he is basically the last player I would have expected to return to the game after he had said he was leaving, but Of course, these are highly, highly unusual circumstances rooted in the relationship he has with Miami Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. Uh, Must be unbelievably strong. Gase was the offensive coordinator for Cutler a couple years back in Chicago when Cutler had basically his uh, one of his best years. And uh, by all accounts, Adam Gase is quite the salesman. And if, according to the way it all unfolded with reports on ESPN and whatnot this morning, uh, Cutler initiated contact first with the Dolphins. And then apparently he was having a bit of a change of heart and uh, thinking of sticking with Fox. And then uh, Gase, of course, you know, got more involved. Perhaps they upped the ante a bit. He's going to be getting $10 million, apparently, for one year uh, with up to $3 million in incentives. And, uh, and then, you know, Gase sold him on it, apparently, and uh, he decided to move forward. They all did. So, again, it's just a, uh, a fascinating situation, fascinating personality. The Dolphins, of course, made the playoffs last year. I've always liked Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. Uh, They're pretty well uh, uh, loaded on the offensive side of the ball. And it really comes down to if uh, Cutler and Gase can recreate the magic they had a couple years ago in Chicago, then it looks like it was a good move. And... Miami would be in a position to uh, to buy for another playoff spot. So it should be absolutely fascinating to watch. It is the story of the offseason, obviously, not just this weekend, the offseason overall, uh, which have had a lot of stories. There has been uh, you know, a lot going on. I've been over to Patriots training camp, and uh, it's just off the charts which, what's been happening there. Gigantic crowds just pouring in up to 15,000, 20,000, more than the actual practice field can handle. So they've had to go up on the ramps of the actual Gillette Stadium, which overlooks the practice field, uh, many levels. So when you're up at the top level of the ramp, you have quite the bird's eye view. Uh, So I've been here uh, for all of the Patriots run dating back the last 16, 17 years. And was here before that, too, so I have perspective. And uh, never seen anything like this year for training camp. It is just absolutely off the charts. 
of course, rooted in five Super Bowl victories uh, and uh, the most recent being the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. So, uh, the Jaguars are in town as we speak, practicing with the Patriots over at uh, Gillette Stadium. Uh, the two teams, of course, play the first preseason game this Thursday night. Uh, Jags at Patriots at Gillette. So, football right around the corner, truly. Uh, an actual game. So, should be uh, fun to watch. And it's already been a lot of fun. And again, uh, Jay Cutler situation going to the Dolphins has really, really spiced up uh, the preseason, to put it mildly. This leads into my highlight of the week, which are the fabulous Hall of Fame weekend activities in Canton, Ohio. Uh, I had the pleasure to visit there, uh, working on some NFL stories a couple years ago, and there's just uh, no place quite like it, birthplace of football. But what specifically caught my eye throughout the awesome weekend were the great speeches given by the inductees, which I watched on Saturday night. Uh, in particular, I thought Morton Anderson uh, was great on his path from Denmark as a kicker, arriving in the U.S. as a teenager, and uh, and becoming the NFL's all-time leading scorer, which is uh, one heck of a mark to have to your credit, that's for sure. And I also thought Jerry Jones was great. Uh, and what I really enjoyed about his speech was that he provided truly great, unique, and for many of us, first-time insight into how he built the Cowboys, how he bought them, the pressure he felt, to build them up quickly, sense of urgency, and, uh, you know, just great behind-the-scenes stuff that only he would have known, and he was very uh, open in sharing a lot of these stories from, again, the time when he bought the Cowboys, late 80s, and, uh, you know, Jerry Jones, say what you want about him, uh, he has done an amazing job in elevating the profile of the National Football League, which, uh, of course, is why he was elected into the Hall of Fame. And he has just simply, uh, you know, made his mark, an indelible mark, to say the least, on the league overall, made changes that, uh, you know, were a little rocky at times, but now are have set sort of a new standard in sports, and uh, so it's been a remarkable uh, career to watch and still going strong. Well, my lowlight of the week is Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors not making the cut at the Web.com tour where event where he played over the weekend. Uh, boy, he didn't get to the weekend, played Thursday and Friday. Played well, made some great shots. Uh, a couple strokes above par in each round. It was just really, really uh, fun to see him. He handled it beautifully. Uh, and uh, again, not good enough to make the cut, but I think for his first time out, it was a tremendous performance. Uh, he kind of showed in a manner of speaking that he belongs. Uh, he was not in any way, shape, or form outclassed or looking like he didn't belong. Uh, in this golf tournament. So he is a unique and special athlete, one of my favorites in the NBA and in all sports. And now uh, you can add golf to one of those sports. And speaking of golf, this week is the PGA final major of the year. And uh, I got a nice uh, appetizer this morning, just an hour or two ago, from Lacoste uh, Sportswear, who I've done. Uh, who I've done some activity with, and uh, you may remember I had a, a Lacoste marketing executive on the show a while back. Uh, but anyway, I received uh, an email with the uh, attire that golfer Daniel Berger will be wearing. Uh, let's just say it's going to be shades of blue at the PGA at Quail Hollow uh, this week. 
starts Thursday, Quail Hollow down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, so it's just going to be uh, terrific to watch the tournament. And uh, I will have my eye in particular on Daniel Berger. He, of course, was the other golfer when Jordan Spieth holed out to win the Travelers, a tournament that I attended a couple weeks back in, uh, in Connecticut. He handled it beautifully. Uh, when Spieth hold out, total class act. And uh, so uh, I know what he's wearing, and I'll be watching. Uh, and lastly, my NFL player engagement stories that I've written recently are a great story on uh, the Oakland Raiders visiting YouTube and EA Sports out in Silicon Valley during the offseason. And what the great... Uh, a uh, great couple of days it was for them. They also had uh, part of the story talks about uh, <clears throat> some speakers they had in-house, including Scott Swift, father of Taylor Swift, uh, talking about financial matters and whatnot. Uh, so just terrific stuff. And on another story I wrote uh, was Aaron Kinney, former tight end of the Tennessee Titans, uh, actually just became the fire chief on July 1st of Sherborne, Massachusetts, a mere stone's throw from where I'm standing right now, a couple of towns over from me. And, uh, he was just a terrific guy. He played in the quote, cold game, uh, five below straight temperature, that famous playoff game between the Titans and the Patriots at Gillette stadium and uh, I was there in attendance. Uh, so we certainly had something to talk about right off the bat since we both suffered through one of the coldest games in NFL history, to say the least. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Back to the PGA, as I was discussing at the end of the previous segment. Great tournament yesterday. Hidaki Matsuyama uh, was awesome in winning by four or five strokes at the Bridgestone out in Ohio. And it was really uh, uh, great to watch. Basically, all the stars were there, uh, specifically Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, uh, and all the other big names. So, again, you know, they all had their moments. 
throughout the four-day tournament. So it was really, uh, you know, really fun to watch. But anyway, PGA. So uh, the big story of the week, obviously, is Jordan Spieth going for the career Grand Slam, coming off his uh, British Open victory, his amazing British Open victory, I might add, of a few weeks ago. And uh, and won the Masters, as we all know. Lost it the year a year later. Won the U.S. Open out in Chambers Bay, state of Washington, uh, the, that very same year. So he knocked off the first two. Was in the hunt for the British Open uh, last year, uh, right there at the end, but did not win. But he took care of that this year at Royal Birkdale with, as we all saw, uh, the amazing, amazing ending uh, where he basically, uh, from the 13th hole on, shot something that sounds like five under, uh, draining massive putts. And uh, so it's just going to be awesome to see. Uh, So yeah, Quail Hollow, uh, great track. Uh, they're excited down there in North Carolina, to say the least. So it should be uh, should be fascinating to watch uh, with the compelling storyline like Spieth going for the career Grand Slam. This doesn't happen every day, folks. That's for sure. So yeah. So again, uh, among the many opportunities in front of Spieth are. Uh, you know, becoming, if not the youngest, one of the youngest to ever win the career Grand Slam. We're just talking a, a, a really short handful of people, folks. Uh, to put it mildly, uh, when he won the British Open to win three of the four Grand Slam tournaments, uh, he was right behind Nicholas and right above Tiger as the youngest ever to win. That's the list, just the three of them, three youngest to win before the age of 24. Uh, so we are talking really, truly rarefied air here. And uh, he's just been a joy to watch, you know. One of my, uh, truly, one of my favorite athletes, Jordan Spieth Fairs. Uh, Rory McIlroy's game seems to be in pretty good form by all accounts. Uh, he seems to be the number one challenger. Uh, and when we all love to see those two in the final pairing on uh, Sunday, because Rory is the other, of course, uh, golfer, young golfer with a couple of majors to his credit. And uh, uh, more than a couple, three. So he has three as well, I believe. He, uh, he's only missing the Masters, so it won't be happening for him this year. Uh, but I'm sure he would love to win the PGA, which is, if I remember, recall correctly, he won down in, uh, down in Valhalla in Louisville in that fabulous uh, Sunday evening that was within a millisecond of being called for darkness. Um, reminded me of the old golf movie where you see them put the headlights uh, on the greens. They were practically at that point, but they decided to forge ahead, barely got it in, and I mean just by a matter of minutes. So, uh, so yeah, so we shall see how it all turns out. Um, a lot of excitement around this. Um, North Carolina, needless to say, is... Uh, prime, prime area for golf, uh, the home of Pinehurst, which uh, themselves have hosted some major tournaments. Um, I remember Payne Stewart won, uh, I believe, the U.S. Open there back in the late 90s. And uh, so, yeah, so it should be, by all accounts, uh, you know, very, very special. Um, anyway... It's great to, uh, you know, to see uh, what's ahead. Just cannot wait 
for the PGA. I just think it's really got the potential to be something extra special this week. So back to something else I talked about in the first segment, extra special. It, of course, was the NFL Hall of Fame weekend out in Canton. Um, I specifically mentioned uh, the great speeches by uh, Jerry Jones and Morton Anderson. Of course, the other inductees included uh, Kurt Warner, LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, Jason Taylor, who also uh, had just a terrific speech. Uh, he, of course, grew up in Pittsburgh, near where I grew up. And uh, Pittsburgh, as we all know, has some serious, high-class high school football. Uh, Jason Taylor went on to uh, play at University of Akron, the Zips. And so he was literally inducted right down the road from where he went to college. But yeah, he was very forthcoming. Um, he actually told, you know, the apologize, so to speak, to Redskins owner Daniel Snyder. Went there at the end of his career. Uh, didn't have a great couple of years there. And uh, so... Uh, he, quote, uh, apologized for, quote, stealing his money um, and said he talked to him personally about it the night before at, uh, I guess, the Hall of Fame induction dinner. And, uh, but yeah, the whole weekend of activities is just really, uh, really special. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that uh, Kenny Easley uh, was another inductee. He gave a good speech as well. Um Amazing for him because his career was cut short with health issues. Uh, only played about seven years, but what a seven years it was. Uh, he was introduced by his high school football coach. So it was really cool in that uh, he's from the Norfolk, Virginia area. Uh, a wealth of talent down there, fertile ground that produced the likes of... Uh, uh, Alan Iverson and Michael Vick. And uh, so he simply uh, talked about, you know, uh, the high school coach that is, talked about just what a player he was, just told a great story about at the beginning of the game, he would basically say to him, uh, to Kenny Easley, uh, talk to you at halftime because he played offense, he played defense. He kicked off, he returned kicks. He punted. He returned punts. So he was on the field for every single play of the game. Uh, but it was always obvious what he loved to do and what he was exceptionally good at was uh, simply hitting. Uh, hence his work as a in the secondary uh, where he turned in just an awesome career for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, one of those years. Uh, amazing statistics in a very, very short amount of time. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so it was really uh, just special all around. And, of course, one of the beauties, uh, beautiful things about Hall of Fame weekend is just all the players who were there. From, uh, you know, Jim Brown, uh, Mike Haynes. Uh, Tony Dorsett, uh, Jimmy Johnson, of course, was the presenter uh, for Jason Taylor. Uh, it was Jimmy Johnson who drafted him. Um, and just on and on and on with, uh, you know, the greats of the game. Uh, Franco Harris was there. Um, sadly, someone who was missing uh, was Dan Rooney, of course, having passed away in the offseason. Um, so it's just a, uh, a unique annual collection and appearances. I mean, Joe Green was there by the way of, uh, of the NFL greats and there's just really, uh, nothing like it. Uh, activities, you know, Friday and Saturday night, of course, uh, prayed in downtown Canton, on Saturday afternoon, I believe. So there's a uh, 
you know, so there's just a lot of, uh, shall we say, Americana connected with it. Canton is not a big, big town, uh, to say the least, but it's a special place. And uh, so, yes, just another successful uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Of course, the ratings, uh, the game was the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. And it was just, uh, it got an amazing rating. I think I heard that the preseason game, without any of the stars playing for either team, uh, got a higher rating than the final game of the Stanley Cup playoffs between the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Nashville Predators. Uh, Nothing more needs to be said. There's proof yet again of America's absolute love affair with the NFL. So with that said, uh, time to take our break and a lot more to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Something I've been wanting to get to for a while is uh, the candidates for the College Football Hall of Fame. It's a long list. We have spent a little time talking about it, but uh, with everything that goes on week to week, uh, we gave it short shrift. And coincidentally, as I open the list, who's the first person I see? Someone I've been talking about in today's show. None other than Morton Anderson. Uh, he was the place kicker for Michigan State. Uh, he was the first team All-American while he was there. And uh, so, yeah, kicked a 63-yard field goal in 1981. And uh, three-time all all Big Ten performer, leading the uh, Spartans, of course, in scoring for three seasons. No surprise there, since he went into the Hall of Fame on Saturday night in Canton, Ohio, for the NFL as their league's leading scorer of all time. Right next to him in the alphabetical order is uh, none other than Mark Bavaro. We all remember him, Notre Dame tight end, and uh, he's from the Boston area legend up this way and uh played of course for the new york giants had a terrific career as a tight end down there and uh again he was uh probably maybe you know let's just say a true successor to mike ditka as someone who uh carried tacklers on his back 
So, and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Ah, perfect. Well, persistence pays off in this situation, and it's good to hear your voice. How are you doing? You have me on. Oh, thank you for, uh, for calling in as usual. So, as always, uh, lots of college football news, and uh, as always, Alabama always has some things going on. What's the latest out there with Alabama? Yeah, the last, I think, time we spoke, or I'm not sure, but Deshaun Hand, he had a DUI charge, and so Nick Saban was going to have to come up with some sort of action, and uh, I think he's going to be okay, and I don't think he's going to suspend him. And I don't think so either. I'm looking online, and uh, it appears there is not going to be any suspension. Um, so, not the best timing for this young man. Uh, but let me ask you, so is Alabama officially now underway with their with their practices? Yes, they have. They started last week, then they had fan day. They had a big crowd at Bryant-Denny Stadium, and all the players were signing autographs. I'll bet. I'll bet. It's that time of year. I just got a email the other day about Boston College's fan day coming up. Uh, Boston College right down the road from where I'm standing. And, uh, yeah, it's that time of year. It's great. Each day feels more and more and more like the real thing on the football front. And, uh, hey, as someone who knows the SEC so well, I'm going to get right to the story of the week. Far and away and the lead story in uh, today's show, which, of course, is the signing uh, by the Miami Dolphins of Jay Cutler after Ryan Tannehill got hurt. Apparently his season's over, one would think, given given the Cutler situation. But AP, he played at Vanderbilt, uh, an SEC team. What, if any, memories, thoughts do you have about Jay Cutler? He's a big, strong arm. He's talented, yep. but he just hasn't been able to click w- with the right team. So... Maybe a different scenery will be better for him and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's an absolutely fascinating story, to put it mildly. Um, You know, as we all know, he had basically retired, hired by Fox to go into the booth, which he was going to be doing this month, I'm assuming. And then this situation comes along and (laughs) various reports this morning I was hearing talking about the timeline was apparently... Cutler reached out to them first, then cooled off a little bit, then Gase, of course, uh, you you know, who apparently is quite the salesman, uh, you know, talked him into going, I'm sure $10 million a year plus $3 million in incentives, helped move the situation along, and lo and behold, Adam Schefter, as usual, was the one to break it yesterday afternoon, early afternoon, and... uh, since then, it's been all Jay all the time. Uh, he's a fascinating character. I mean, I've said this often, AP, you and I are in the business of interesting. And <laughs> right. Jay Cutler has always been interesting, to say the least. Yeah, the name, uh, never a dull moment, right? Cutler, the last name, it fits, right? It really does. You know, <laughs> we all remember him with the Broncos. He, of course, goes out to uh, over to Chicago uh, very high hopes. Um, you know, with Jay Cutler, and again, it's nonstop Jay talk, and uh, as opposed to Jay Walk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but there hasn't been a lot of discussion. His career has been dissected every which way to Sunday in the last 24 hours by every announcer out there. But when I think of Jay Cutler, obviously there's the talent, but the first thing I think of is, you know, the killer interception at the worst possible time. That's what I think of, and I, I haven't heard a lot of that. I mean, you know, there's the personality, there's the injury in the NFC Championship game a few years back where he had to, you know, leave the game amidst much, uh, you know, questioning, shall we say. And But again, you know, to me, you know, as they say, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Jay Cutler? For me, it's absolutely positively, you know, throwing an interception at the worst possible moment in a game. Uh, whether he's had a good game or a bad game, like that—that that is 
that, that, that again is the first thought that comes to mind. I don't know about you, but is that how you view him? Yeah, he's a type of quarterback. There's a big question mark. You're thinking he has his talent, strong arm on, comes from an excellent school, Vanderbilt, strong conference, uh, but he seems to make mistakes at these inopportune times, as you mentioned. Yeah, so got to ask you, uh, what are your memories of him at Vanderbilt, if any? Yeah, you know, Alabama, they didn't play Vanderbilt on a regular basis, uh, but like I said, he, he was very talented, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. But, uh, you know, at Vanderbilt, you don't have the, the quality talent that you do at some of the top echelon teams. Right. So, you know, he stood out, but uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been able to, you know, get that championship-type play at the quarterback position. Right. Now, I, I do have a memory that he pulled off a couple uh, big-time upsets during his career. Does that sound about right? Not against Alabama, yeah. but others. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, John, like I said, he, he can win a game by himself with that arm. Yeah. I mean, I don't have his specifics in mind or anything like that, but I do, again, he, just have he, memories that he did that. You know, during yeah, beat, his yeah, beat Tennessee, bandy. John. Okay, sure there you go. There you go. Last um, game, yeah. Yeah, so AP, it's really going to be a lot of fun to watch how it all unfolds. I mean, it really is. Uh, it's just the story of the entire NFL preseason, obviously. And uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be. It already has been just fabulously interesting and i think it's gonna gonna remain so so yeah can't wait to watch it all unfold it has really jump-started in my mind the preseason to a very very high degree and uh yeah and we haven't even gotten into his personality yet and things like that <laughs> which is of course you know another thing that people think of many people think of that first uh so, well, yeah, you know, we'll see how that all unfolds, too. I mean, he's always been, you know, in the middle of things. But now we're going next level as far as being the center of attention here. This is going to be, you know, given the circumstances, is just going to yeah, be... Yeah, he's not a shrieking you know, violet, I can tell you that, John. Correct, correct. Uh, you know, no, this is just going to be, you know, hyper attention. It is already... And if anything, you know, it's going to get more and more so, it would appear. So here we go. It's that time of year and uh, just, you know, lots and lots of stuff going on. Um, yeah, so World of College Football. I watched a lot of the, uh, you know, Big Ten media days uh, with given my interest in Penn State and uh, seeing Jim Harbaugh, uh, the only one without, the only coach without a suit, and of course in his signature hat, uh, Dockers, beige Dockers, and Michigan sweatshirt. <laughs> and uh, but it was great, you know. Needless to say, the excitement for Penn State is ramping up. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and obviously Ohio State, Michigan are all shaping up as, you know, games of the year in, uh, you know, in the uh, Big Ten this year. So they had a great year. They certainly, you know, when I think back just a few years ago, people were, talk, you know, really, really uh, giving it to the Big Ten as not being competitive and high school players not wanting to go there because of cold and every other thing and slow plotting football and all that. But I'd say that's changed in a hurry, AP. How about you? Yeah, I mean, you have Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh. You still have Kirk Friends at Iowa. You know, Wisconsin's a good program. Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio. So they they have some quality coaches, and and they've been doing able to do some things in the bowl games. Correct. Well, exactly. They had good to go bowl season. That really helped uh, with their situation. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, to say the least. So, uh, and Penn State, I mean, you know, Saquon Barkley, Trace McSorley are in the top 10, if not top five, of all the Heisman type player of the year, whatever you want to call it, uh, candidates, you know, uh, 
Bottom line, Saquon Barkley has a chance to be the most exciting player in college football this year. There's every reason to believe that he will be. So anybody with an interest in Penn State is excited at that prospect. Yeah, I'm glad you brought Penn State up, John. I, I uh, was going through, When I was going through the list, I mean, they're, with that coach, they've become a quality team, came out to the Rose Bowl. It was an exciting game. They fell up a, a little bit short, but they have good talent, and uh, the fans are excited. So I think Penn State's back. I think so, too. We'll really know for sure this year. Bottom line, I think when you throw in the Big Ten Championship, First of all, the Ohio State game when everything changed on one block kick. Then the Big Ten Championship, major comeback. Then the back and forth with USC. I thought, I think you could say they're the most entertaining team in the country. And they played in easily three of the most entertaining games of the year. Three I just mentioned. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. It's uh, going to be fun. So, can't wait. Uh, we draw ever closer, so we shall see. In AP, it's uh, hard to believe we're at the end of uh, this segment already. And uh, why don't we take our final break, get to a few more items on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, the final major of the year, the PGA down at Quail Hollow, North Carolina, near Charlotte. Jordan Spieth is looking to become... uh, one of the youngest players ever to win the career Grand Slam. As I said earlier in the show, this doesn't happen every weekend, and uh, it has the chance to be really, really something special to watch uh, if he's in contention and can indeed pull it off. So, AP, that should be awesome, right? Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it should be, should be a good event. Sure should. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, well, speaking of good events and whatnot, uh, you are... Uh, out in California as we speak and uh, doing, as always, fun sports stuff, as you and I both like to do when we're on the road. So how's everything going out in California? Yeah, going very well, John. We came out here specifically to interview Celia Ward. She's an actress, uh, former oh, yeah. university. Of, you probably know of her from a lot of her movies and CSI New York, Sisters, uh, The Fugitive. She, she's been, been an actu- a very good actress for a long time, award-winning. Absolutely. How, was, how did that go? That must have been great. Oh, she was so sweet and gracious and glad to participate in the Wishbone Boys film documentary. Uh, you know, She was a former cheerleader at the University of Alabama, the homecoming queen. 
and we really had a good conversation about that that era. That is terrific. Um, so she was attending school during the era of the Wishbone Boys, correct? She was, and it kind of changed her life, you know, because Alabama was on television, and of course the cameras found her quite frequently. Yes, yes, she is uh, a name and certainly a face that everybody recognizes, you know, uh, for sure. Uh, she had a great career out in Hollywood. AP, when was the era of the Wishbone Boys, just for our listeners to understand? Yes, surprisingly enough, John, they opened on a Friday night game in September of 1971 against USC and the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, and they continued through 1982 in Coach Bryant's last game against Illinois in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. I remember that. I remember that vividly, his final game. I mean, who wouldn't? Um, so, how is everything else going out in California? Yeah, it's going fine. I'm trying to catch up with a few people here, maybe get to the Cowboys and the uh, Rams game on Saturday, uh, check in with a, a player or two from Alabama, and uh, might get to maybe a USC practice or something as well. Boy, that sounds great. Um, to say the least, that's going to be, uh, I mean, USC obviously is uh, being highly touted, headed into this year, coming off uh, their spectacular Rose Bowl game with Penn State and, and victory over Penn State. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what I'm seeing, they're, they're in just about everybody's top five, correct? Right, and they have that quarterback, Sam Darnold, on the Heisman Trophy voter, right. so I like to see the players up close and personal if I can, and I take it, my vote seriously, and, and I try to stop by a practice. Well, I've never been to an actual practice, but I have been to the practice field on the campus of USC, and uh, it's an awesome setting, to say the least. Right, and UCLA has a quarterback uh, also in contention, so maybe I'll get a chance to go across town. Is that, is that Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen, correct. Yeah, yeah, he had a tremendous freshman year. Sophomore year, high expectations, maybe not as great as some was were expecting, but uh, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at all to see a bounce, big bounce back from him. He's he's a quality player, and again, tremendous freshman year. I mean, he really really burst onto the scene, um, and that, and you're you're thinking there's an opportunity maybe that you'll go to. So it's Rams hosting the Cowboys at the Coliseum? Might. I'm hoping so. Uh, I actually was there last year when the Rams returned to town and they played the Cowboys and Jack Prescott made his debut and somebody was sitting next to me and said, he looks pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Little did they know. Oh, my gosh. What a statement. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about him and i was been hearing some chatter. About Deshaun Watson, uh, someone who we both watched a lot, including in a couple of national championship games. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, they basically, uh, that was a comparison I heard. I mean, apparently he's looking good out there at Texans training camp. They're kind of a ready-made team in the playoffs, what have you. And, uh, you know, just made me think of, you know, Dak Prescott. Like, will the Texans, you know, insert, uh, start a rookie quarterback? And let him be, you know, as Tom Brady once was and, and others, not as a rookie, but certainly when he first started playing, just sort of a, a maintenance quarterback, so to speak, um, you know, with a good team around him. And it made me think that, you know, sounds like a pretty good move, because at the end of the day, when I think of Deshaun Watson, uh, I think winner, period, winner. So that can't hurt for a team no, like the Texans. And, and there's ways to protect your quarterback, John. Uh, by having him throw certain passes on you know downs and distances, so the smart coaches are able to incorporate a, a talented player. Right, right. And Bill O'Brien is a quarterback guru. He of course coached Tom Brady up here with the Patriots. He was the quarterbacks coach. Um, so, yeah, I would think O'Brien is you know, and he of course got the most out of Christian Hackenberg. Uh, for a couple of years down there at Penn State, 
And uh, so, yeah, I mean, O'Brien is a quarterback whisperer. So I think if anybody could, you know, integrate someone like a Deshaun Watson into an already good team, it would certainly be Bill O'Brien. Oh, without a doubt. He, he's very good with quarterbacks wherever he's been. So, and, he, and he picked him specifically to yep. run that offense. Right. It's his so pick. why not? Yep, that's important to note. It's uh, Deshaun Watson is a, is a Bill O'Brien pick. And Watson, of course, I think as we all know, he has a, a Brady-sized chip on his shoulder. Feels he was picked lower than he should have been, significantly so. So uh, he, he seems like a man on a mission. And uh, so, yeah, I think it could be pretty interesting to uh, see how it turns out with Deshaun Watson, to say the least. Yeah, you tap into the talent and the chip on his shoulder. That sometimes that's a winning combination. Correct. As we all in Foxborough know so well. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, AP, it's, uh, you know, again... Oh, I know what I wanted to say. I heard that the Florida State-Alabama game is being called by some the greatest opener in the history of college football. Uh, so I want to get your thought on that before we close out the show here. Yeah, that's that's what I would probably oh, qualify that game to be as one of the greatest openers of all time. Uh, somebody was telling me that maybe in 87 there was Oklahoma against somebody and but Alabama, Florida State—they're picking the two teams that compete against each other in the southeastern region. Jimbo Fisher was the offensive coordinator for uh, Nick Saban at LSU. He tried to hire him, and, and he went to Florida State because he saw that Bobby Bowden would re- retire in the coming years. And I mean, you couldn't have two better um, teams—the ACC, SEC. Correct. I think it's going to be great. All right, AP. Well, thank you so much for calling in from California. We appreciate your expertise and perspective as always, and enjoy yourself out there. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. Thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.